What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Baseball Connection. So, we're going to jump right into the action and discuss what's going on around the league. So, first of all, Adam Wainwright. Adam Wainwright is in the final weeks of his career, of his illustrious career. And on Monday, he became the 122nd pitcher in baseball history to win his 200th career game. It was a 1-0 victory over the Brewers. It's been a long time coming. Wayno's been chasing this for a good chunk of the season. I mean, he came into the season with an explicit goal to reach the 200-win plateau. It's been a very long, hard journey to get there because he entered Monday's start with just four wins in 20 starts, and his ERA now stands at 7.4. He only has two more starts before he retires next weekend in San Diego and then his final weekend at home where he's actually going to sing as some of us know he's he's a very good musician. But one thing is definitely clear about Wainwright reaching 200. He may be the last pitcher to get there for a while. Maybe ever. Because there are only four active pitchers who have reached the 200 mark. Justin Verlander, Zach Greinke, Max Scherzer, and Clayton Kershaw. All those guys are probably going to the Hall of Fame. I mean, Verlander, Kershaw, and Scherzer for sure. Greinke likely as well. But uh, the only active pitcher who would be in shouting distance of 200 wins is Garrett Cole. He has 143 wins, but you know he's he's 33 years old, so it's possible Cole could get there. But you know it's it's going to be interesting to see. But uh, you know if Garrett Cole stays at his current average of wins per season, which is 13, he'll get there in four and a half years. But that's tough to say. He'll keep up with the average because he's 33 years old. So this is quite a feat. Obviously, we know wins are no longer considered an important stat by really anyone because, yeah, it's it's not. It just frankly isn't. It's an old school statistic, but Adam Wainwright is definitely from, you know, an earlier generation. He made his major league debut in like the mid-2000s. So, yeah, I mean, the way we once cheered for pitchers on the way to... 200 or even 300 wins is not really something that we're going to see too often anymore. But shout out to Adam Wainwright. Obviously, the Cardinals gave him many chances to do this because he is the face of their franchise. And they kept running him out there. Obviously, they know he's retiring at the end of the year. A 7.4 ERA, they still let him go out there and get his chance. This kind of reminds me of Tim Wakefield back in 2011 with the Red Sox. He also was chasing his 200th career win at the end of his career. And the Red Sox were putting him out there when, frankly, he probably shouldn't have been. But it's one of those milestones that teams like to help the pitcher get. And Adam Wainwright was able to get it. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's difficult to pitch that long, obviously. To pitch long enough to get 200 wins is, is quite a feat. So, I mean, game started. I mean, if you if you look at... Game started. The same five guys who have 200 wins are the same guys who are atop the career games started leaderboard for active pitchers, right? So there's a huge correlation there, clear correlation, and and that's what that's what we're seeing. So it's a sign of longevity. But shout out to Adam Wainwright getting his 200th career win just a few weeks before he hangs him up. It's a big deal. Let's head to Houston where the Orioles are visiting the Astros. And the Orioles got a win 
over Houston, an 8-7 win. One day after lifting a walk-off sack fly as Baltimore clinched the playoff spot, Cedric Mullins hit a go-ahead three-run home run in the ninth inning to give the Orioles an 8-7 win at Minute Maid Park. So we've seen this season now Cedric Mullins is clutch. That's just the word I would use to describe this guy. He is clutch. And that's what he did with that three-run bomb in the ninth now. So the Orioles and the Rays are in a tight race atop the AL East. Tampa Bay is two and a half games back of Baltimore, but Orioles need to, you know, keep it going, right? They because you know, you, you can you can lose two and a half games in the standing in 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 half a week if you're not careful. But they're gonna keep it going. They're gonna keep it going. They're trying to win the AL East because everyone wants to win the division. Nobody wants a piece of that wild card winner take all phase. Nobody wants that. You want to win your division and go straight to the division series. But uh yeah. Orioles put together a good win here in Houston, and they'll continue. They have two more games in this series, and let's see how they do. But Cedric Mullins, game-tying double, and go-ahead three-run homer. This is Mr. Clutch. This dude is just the guy you want up the plate late in the game. Also, you want this guy playing center field late in the game. We saw what he did in Seattle earlier this year with that with, with that crazy game where he came in late in the game, robbed the home run, they had a, a go-ahead homer. So... Mr. Cedric Mullins is that dude. Let's go to Arlington, where the Red Sox are visiting the Rangers. So, you know, after losing in walk-off fashion on Sunday, the Red Sox used some late-inning magic of their own to defeat the Rangers 4-2. to They snapped a four-game skid on Monday at Globe Life Field. So, you know, after losing a trio of one-run games this past week, Red Sox manager Alex Cora said it feels good to be on the winning side of a comeback victory. This is a uh, Robert Ref Snyder with a with a go-ahead two-run single off of Rangers lefty Will Smith to give the Red Sox their first lead of the game. So much welcome, obviously, in the eighth inning against the Red Sox team, which has been scuffling. And they're trying to avoid last place in the AL East. That's the truth. But, um, yeah, that's, that's the truth. But... Uh, Two, two, a tale of two different teams, obviously. The Rangers, who are headed for the postseason, and in all likelihood, and, and the Red Sox, who are not. But Cutter Crawford was on the mound for Boston. He struck out seven, gave up two runs over six innings in the opening game against the Rangers. The Braves already, okay, we already know that they're, you know, they're, they're division champs, but they clinched a first round bye. They clinched a first round bye, you know. As they progress through the regular season's final two weeks, they want to secure home field advantage throughout the postseason and evaluate how a player like Kyle Wright is going to fit their October plans. So, I mean, obviously these efforts kind of contradict themselves because Kyle Wright made what was essentially another rehab start in a 7-1 loss against the Phillies on Monday. But even though they've now lost four straight games, the Braves still have enough cushion to put long-term value ahead of immediate results. They know... They now know they're going to have home field advantage in the NLDS because Adam Wainwright and the Cardinals beat the Brewers. So even though the Braves lost, they were able to get their home field advantage. So how they use Kyle Wright is going to be interesting. You know, he pitched. They, they let him go. Let him go for sure. Um, the thing is, the Braves are likely not going to use more than three starters during the NLDS because there's an off day between games one and two. But their bullpen options are becoming less certain. So that's why they're evaluating everyone to see who 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 could step up. 
who could step up. So, yeah, that's what they're doing. I'm kind of auditioning some players right now. Max Freed, obviously, is going to be in the mix. Um, you know, maybe Jared Schuster, guys like that. So, it's uh, it's tune-up time in Atlanta. They're tuning up for for the big tournament. Another another player who's going through something similar right now is Lance Lynn out in L.A. So, he's also auditioning for a big role in L.A.'s postseason pitching plans. He pitched on Monday night. And, uh, you know, two, le- two weeks left, you know, they're giving Lynn a chance to prove he's deserving of a big role in October. So he did this. He showed signs of this on Monday. Dodgers won 8-3 over the Tigers on Monday night. And, yeah, I mean, he, he struck out three of the first five hitters he faced in the first inning. Worked around a hit by pitch and a two-out walk. And he was somehow able to get out of trouble in the second and recorded three more strikeouts in the third. So all in all, a decent outing. I mean, he's playing against the Tigers, pitching against the Tigers, not a juggernaut lineup. But, you know, a win is a win. And Lance Lynn got the win. So five innings, three earned runs, six punch outs for Lance Lynn. And the Dodgers get an 8-3 victory over Detroit. Two home runs from J.D. Martinez, by the way. So there is some news that Marcus Stroman will pitch out of the bullpen for the Cubs. So the Cubs announced they reinstated him from the 15-day injured list a few days ago, and he's going to pitch out of the bullpen for the time being. He could be an option to return to the rotation at some point down the stretch, but he's going to build up with multi-inning relief work, and they're going to stick with the starting five of Justin Steele, Kyle Hendricks, Wicks, Tyone, and Javier Assad for the time being. So, you know, the Cubs, first of all, Stroman was in the NL Cy Young conversation for a little bit. You know, he really was. He got an all-star nod for the second time in his career in the back of a strong first half. But he had a couple clunkers heading into the break and was rocked in three of his first four outings of the second half. So over his seven starts before the injured list stint, he allowed a nine flat ERA in 30 innings. And his ground ball rate dipped down from 60% to 53%. But uh, it's, it's going to be interesting, right? Because, you know, if he shows well over the final few weeks and potentially into October, that could go a long way towards bolstering his stock in advance of a possible second trip in free agency. He has a $21 million player option for the upcoming season. I mean, it seemed like a lock he would decline that in search of a longer deal while he was dominating in the first half. But that could still be the case. But the option, you know, would have been more borderline if he had missed the second half due to injury. Now he's back pitching for a few weeks. We'll see. He's going to dem- have to demonstrate he's healthy. And if he shows like he's healthy, then he's probably going to opt out and try to get that bag this offseason in a multi-year deal. But that's what we have for today, folks. Those are our updates from around the league. If you enjoyed this, please share with someone who'd be interested. And we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.